Welcome back to Becoming Your Best Version, a podcast in which I get to interview inspiring women whose paths have crossed mine. I am your host, Maria Leonard Olson. I started this podcast during the pandemic and it has taken off. I think people are hungry for inspiration and these incredible women are so giving of their time and their wisdom to share with you, to become your best version. I'm a civil litigation attorney in Washington, D.C. I'm a mentor to women facing recovery from sexual trauma and alcoholism, a podcaster, radio show host, a TEDx speaker. Please do like my TEDx talk on using life's challenges as a force for good. I'm also a journalist and couple of other things, but I think I'll stop there because today I'd like to focus on Monique Giro, who, after a 30-year career in financial services and the non-for-profit sector, she took an early retirement at age 55, traded in her business suit for hiking boots, sold her home and possessions to pursue a slower-paced, minimalistic, nomadic life. Monique made a commitment to herself in 2019 to live an anxiety-free life by finding calm and peace of mind after an enlightening experience in Bali, immersing herself in self-study and becoming a certified forest therapy guide, Reiki master, meditation, yoga nidra, and restorative yoga teacher, Monique is now breathing deeply. She works with clients to help them slow down, connect with their inner voice and intuition through nature connection and energy healer. She is the founder of the Flourishment Collective. She's now traveling the world, sharing stories and the forest therapy guides she meets along the way. She's working on her first book that was downloaded while in a deep meditative state during a nine day silent Buddhist retreat. Monique shares distance Reiki with clients around the world, supports women's retreats, mentors and trains new forest therapy guides. She continues to use her corporate experience as one of the female founders of the climate startup called Homes to Zero and consults on partnership and not-for-profit projects on occasion. In the show notes, you will find her social media connections, her Instagram, LinkedIn blog, and personal links. So I would urge you to take a look at flourishment.global to learn more after you listen to this extraordinary woman. Welcome, Monique. Thank you, Maria. And thank you so much for inviting me to join you on your podcast. And thank you for sharing all of these stories about incredible women. I've been really enjoying following your journey and hearing about the amazing things that people are doing all around the world. Thank you. Well, Monique, the digital nomad that she is, hails from Canada, Toronto specifically, but is currently in Slovenia. And uh, I'd love to hear about that experience. Why did you choose Slovenia? Well, it's, um, it, it's one of those stories where you just never know what the universe is going to send your way. We were planning to visit some friends in Slovenia after a quick trip to Croatia. And uh, when I was there last week, I was hiking and um, stepped on a pine cone and rolled 
my ankle and ended up uh, being rescued off the mountain by some um, uh, mountain rescue team members taken to the emergency in Croatia General Hospital. And now I'm in a cast uh, walking around with crutches. And uh, so we decided to spend a little bit more time with our very kind and generous hosts here in Slovenia. So we're with a host family, a couple with a seven-year-old daughter. And this has just felt like the right place to be to deal with this medical issue, but also to heal. It's just their home is in a forest and really there's no better place to be for, for now. Wonderful. Well, for those who don't know, can you please explain what forest therapy is? Yes, absolutely. Forest therapy is um, an experience that as guides we're trained to walk participants through. It takes about three hours to have a full forest therapy guided walk and it's a very slow walk and the intention of the practice is to help people move from um, their you know, a stress state into their parasympathetic nervous system so you slow right down and connect with nature typically a walk you're not going more than one to three kilometers um, and you're really uh, sinking into the experience of the environment around you. We start with something called pleasures of presence, where we open up each of the senses one at a time. And that's what we do in the introduction. And I'm always amazed to hear the feedback from our sharing circle afterward, where people say, oh, I, I didn't notice those birds before, or I didn't hear the sound of the running water. And so once you slow right down, you start to notice the environment around you. And so that's how we start um, start the experience. And we go deeper and deeper and deeper in the, in the three hours into a relaxed state. Um, uh, at the end, we have a tea ceremony and some snacks. And the purpose for that is to incorporate the forest with the tea, but also to with the snack to help people come back in out into their senses so that it's safe for them to get into their car and drive home because they're so relaxed it's almost like they've been tranquilized mm. <laughs> so it's a beautiful practice and um I, I feel very honored to have the opportunity to share this nature connection with with people beautiful everyone could use some of that so mm -hmm. you also pursue a minimalistic life and I too practice my own brand of minimalism, but I'd like to hear about yours. Sure. We, as you mentioned, are, are from Canada and we had a home in downtown Toronto where I worked as an executive uh, at a bank for many years. Um, and after um, an experience in Bali where I realized I was carrying a lot of anxiety in my body, I made a commitment to myself to find a way to live anxiety-free uh, and be truly connected to you know, something greater than myself. And that led to um, a series of uh, learning about a number of different practices, including forest therapy. But through that uh, work, that self-work and growth, internal growth, we realized that um, we didn't need to have this big home in downtown Toronto that we could really live and work from anywhere. 
And so we sold our home. We put our house on the market in the late spring. And on September 1st, the house closed and uh, we sold, I would say about 90% of our possessions. So, you know, on, in, on social media, uh, we have a hashtag, two suitcases and one laptop. So we've, we've tried to squeeze our lives into uh, two suitcases in, in our backpack, basically, but we're actually down to one suitcase and one backpack each because we found even two suitcases. We just weren't agile enough with all the moving that we had been doing. So, you know, we're really only uh, six weeks into our journey and we're already learning so much. Wow, that is beautiful. I think um, consumerism is harming our planet and you certainly are doing your part to alleviate that. Beautiful, beautiful. Mm -hmm. You so realize you really how little you need to be happy in life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope that more people adopt that mm -hmm. viewpoint. So can you, without um, naming any names, tell us about a transformation you witnessed in one of your clients? Mm hmm well, uh, one of the first walks I did as a, as a student when I was doing my practicum, I mean, there, I have so many stories. So this is the first one that comes to mind. Um, it was a group of women, and one of the women had brought her, her boyfriend. And at first, he seemed very off. And I felt like maybe his girlfriend just dragged him out to this, and he didn't really want to be there. And all the way through, he seemed very distracted. And at the end, at the tea ceremony, when we did our final sharing circle he um, started to cry and he mm. said that on his way there he had received some very bad news and he actually was going to not participate in the forest therapy experience but decided to to go ahead with it and he said he was really glad that he did because the experience gave him that an opportunity to process the news uh and um and be able to handle it um differently so he was glad that he went so we've had a lot of those stories um i've had i've had people who connected with trees and have had gotten to know trees and had conversation with trees been able to solve their problems by just uh slowing down and we call it one of our um invitations we call meeting with a tree and I've seen some pretty incredible uh, experiences come out of those invitations. What does that mean, meeting with the tree? Meeting with the tree. So in forest therapy, we have a series of invitations where we invite our participants to an activity. And if they'd like to be part of it, that's why we call it an invitation. And so meeting with the tree, it's actually one of my personal favorite invitations. Um, we ask people to find a tree that they're drawn to. A lot of forest therapy is just your own body awareness and noticing what you're drawn to. Um, and finding a tree that you connect with and introducing yourself to the tree, um, sitting at the base of the tree for at least 20 minutes. And that quiet time connecting with the tree has often led to some uh, really interesting insights. I know for, for myself, I've had some interesting insights uh, and experiences as well. For example, 
know, I've, I've asked a question and it's almost as though the tree is communicating with me with a leaf falling directly into my line of sight, right? It's these small things when you slow down and you notice, you'll ask a question in your mind and you'll hear birds response. And you just, there's just this inner knowing that this is a communication that you're having with the more than human world that is all around us. Ah, oh, that is so beautiful. I, how does, how does um, forest bathing um, in, intersect with what you, your work? It's, it's basically the same. So the practice started in Japan and there it's known as Shinrin Yoku, which translates to forest bathing and forest, we call it forest therapy. Now we all also say the forest is the therapist. We are not the therapists. You go in and into the forest and that's where you're having your experience and the, um, the experiences mm. with the forest. Yes, but they're, they're all the same. Shinrin Yoku, forest bathing, forest therapy. They can all be used interchangeably. Wow, beautiful. I love <laughs> that. I love that. And you do a lot of complementary modalities like Reiki, meditation, yoga nidra, restorative yoga. How does that um, play into the offerings that you have? Many of these practices I studied for my own healing. And as I um, got deeper and deeper into these restorative practices, they led to the next one. So I actually started with restorative yoga which is a very relaxing um, yoga where you get into positions and, and poses that are, it's all about comfort. Then I studied yoga nidra, which I like to call yoga for the inside. You're actually laying down and you're going into a state that is between being awake and being asleep, where then we can plant uh, sankalpa, it's called, which is an intention. Um, and again, it's, it's very restorative, healing, relaxing. They say an hour of yoga nidra is like three hours of sleep. And wow. at the time when I started all of these practices, I was an insomniac. I just could, I was, I was not getting enough sleep. And so this practice was extremely helpful at the time. And then that led to meditation teacher training. Cause I think for me to, to really learn, um, I wanted to do the teacher trainings. I didn't want to just take a meditation class. I really wanted to understand it. Um, and then that led to uh, the forest therapy, which then led to the Reiki. And I think all of these um, modalities are very interchangeable. I often use them in the forest. I did a beautiful session with my Reiki teacher actually in the forest where we did Reiki and forest therapy. And um, it was quite a beautiful session. I look forward to doing more of those types of sessions with her. Um, and in a way, the, the practice, forest therapy practice is a meditation. It's a mindfulness practice. So to me, they all work together. Mm, I can see that. So mm. also, I love your website, flourishment.global. Tell us about, about that website and what you hope to offer via the website. Mm -hmm. Thank you. When I left um, my corporate role, it was actually almost exactly a year ago. I had no idea what I was going to do. <laughs> I, but I really felt like I was 
you know, my whole career, I had been driving the car, had my hands on the wheel. I was directing where it was going. I was a planner. I was a doer and it was very controlled. When I left the bank, I felt like I was letting go of the steering wheel of the car and letting fate direct it. I felt like I was being guided in a way and I was letting go. It's that whole surrender um, term that I still work on every day. Uh, That was a major shift for me. And so, you know, I I had all these practices that I had been doing for my own healing and people were very curious about, um, you know, imagine going from what corporate environment into doing all of these holistic, very, you know, what some would, some people thought I was kind of losing it, to be honest, you know, (laughs) and it, (laughs) but a lot of people were curious and a lot of people from the corporate sector have taken part in a lot of these um, initiatives with me and have had, I've seen really great success. So the idea of flourishment is really about nourish the soul, flourish in life. And Mm -hmm. it's what I'm, what I'm working on is creating a whole community of people like you, Maria, and the people that I'm, I'm crossing paths with in my journey who are committed to helping people flourish. And, you know, like you're doing, becoming your best version, you know, that's when you're your best version, you are flourishing in life. Mm. So how can we help people along that path so that they can flourish? Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. And I noticed you also have a blog, which I love. I mean, you cover a lot of different topics and explain your journey and how it's benefiting you and your clients. I love seeing the places you've been, the people you've met and the experiences that you have had. Do you find writing also therapeutic? I, I have really been enjoying writing and sharing my story. I feel that if it can help others, there's certainly you know benefit to that. Um, I did a nine day silent Buddhist retreat in January of this year. And on day five of that, I was in a deep meditation and I had a download of an entire book, 12 Mm -hmm. chapters, the title of every chapter, the title of the book. And so I have this story in me that I feel like I have an obligation to share. And uh, it's the story of all of the teachers that have helped me along my journey. And it ends with, you are your own teacher. And this Buddhist monk that led the nine-day retreat um, always emphasized that. You you trust your own intuition. You always have the answers within yourself. And so I talk about all of the uh, mentors and, and teachers. Some are on the other side. Some mm. are lessons from the trees. Mm. and um so yeah I'm enjoying and honestly even if it's only my daughter reads this book and gets something out of it I'll be happy I just feel like you know that it's a story I need to tell because it's I've received it for some reason so and I'm really enjoying the process because a lot of what I've experienced I, I I don't even have the I didn't have the words for or the language to articulate what it was I had experienced in the spiritual journey that I had been on so I've been really enjoying the process of writing. Ah, oh, beautiful. Yes, I use writing to process very much my thoughts and 
And I also noticed on your flourishment.global site, you offer a free introductory call. What can someone expect from such a call? Yes, so I have a Calendly link there. If anyone is interested in a chat, it's free. And it really is a conversation about, do we want to work together? Or, mm -hmm. you know, is someone interested in forest therapy or Reiki or working through a meditation, getting a meditation practice going together? Um, that's why I've set it up this way, that it's everyone is unique and where they are on their journey is unique. So let's just have a chat and see where they are and what they're looking for and and we can uh, create something together beautiful i also learned from your website the origin of the word reiki comes from the japanese words rei meaning universal and ki meaning life energy i had no idea mm -hmm. even though i have myself practiced reiki i didn't know what the word meant so thank mm -hmm. you for that yes yes you're welcome so in this chapter of your life, you've taken great strides in alleviating anxiety from your life. But how does one really do that? Well, there's a great quote from uh, Thich Nhat Hanh about anxiety that really resonated with me. He says, anxiety, the illness of our time, comes primarily from our inability to dwell in the present moment. And that's the game changer for me, was through mindfulness and forest therapy, all of these practices, bringing, bringing me right down into the present moment. And I think I carried anxiety for so many years because I was always worrying about the past, thinking about the future, and all of these things that really we have no control over. So I think anxiety does stem from a lot of, of worrying about just worry and fear and um you know the pace of our lives and the striving um and the craving for more it it just takes its toll on on the body and i also you know have seen that to me anxiety is an, an early warning system that something is off and you can either pay attention to it and try to work through it to resolve it but if you ignore it, it's going to manifest in some other ways. What kinds of ways? Like physically, I think it can cause, you know, illness or heart disease or cancer kind of magnifies whatever health issues you may be carrying within yourself. Um, so it's, it's, you know, I think it's that saying like something's eating you up, you know, it's dis-ease. And if you deal with the dis-ease that your body is telling you through anxiety, then you can heal yourself. Oh, absolutely. I very much agree with that. Mm -hmm. So what does your what do your friends and family think of your chosen path? Well, they have noticed a big change in me. They've noticed that I'm a lot calmer, that I'm uh more myself. I think they're very supportive. Um, my, between my partner and I, we have four girls and um, my daughters just started university. And it was funny because at first they, you know, they thought we were a little bit crazy, but when we said to them, you know, wherever we are in the world, if you want to come and visit, we will pay for your 
ticket to come. And then all of a sudden, they were very interested in where are you going to be in March? Where are you going to be <laughs> Christmas? Where are you going to end? Um, so my partner, two of my uh, partner's daughters were with us in London for a week for Thanksgiving, Canadian Thanksgiving mm -hmm. uh, a few weeks ago. And it's been a lot of fun. So there's a lot, there's a lot of support. Uh, people are, like I said, very curious uh, about it, um, but also um, very supportive and a lot it's it's been really interesting to hear how many people have said I wish I could do what you're doing mm -hmm. I wish I had the courage to do what you're doing and I'm sure you hear that too Maria. I do I do mm -hmm. yeah and, and, I, and think I think that it, it's a lot of a fear-based um, concern that stops people from taking yeah. the leap and I'm really thankful that I no longer have those shackles mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think it's prioritizing things differently also makes it makes it more achievable. Yeah, absolutely. So I like to ask all of our guests the following question. What do you do, Monique, to become your best version? Well, I have adopted um, some regular practices that keep me grounded and um, balanced, I would say. Reiki, uh, I, I give myself Reiki. And uh, meditation is is also core practice. One of the one of the key um, practices that I have, I notice that when I'm out of alignment, I I notice my thoughts. I notice how I'm feeling in my body or emotionally. And when I feel out of alignment, I go outdoors. It doesn't matter where I am. Could be in a city even. Take off my shoes and socks and walk in the grass or walk on the sand. The earthing or grounding, it seems to be the best thing to get me my equilibrium back and to get me back in balance. It's, it just charges and refuels me it's to, to me the most one of the most effective ways to get back into balance that is a great tip all of us can be healed by nature i believe so i would urge all of you to take a look at flourishment.global and connect with her at the flourishment collective on linkedin and flourishment.collective on instagram all of this is in the show notes and um, really, all of us should practice forest therapy, Reiki, meditation, all of the offerings that Monique supplies uh, remotely even. So you need not travel to Slovakia where she is right now or Costa Rica <laughs> where she's headed to benefit from her really rich offerings. So thank you, Monique, for being here today. Thank you so much, Maria. It was a pleasure. <laughs>